This podcast is brought to you by Counting Up. Counting Up is the business current account that does the books. Your sole trader clients get banking and accounting software in one app. You get real-time, accurate cloud accounting data that will save you time. To find out more, visit countingup.com. Shall we begin? Let's begin. Hello, I'm Richard Hattersley and welcome to No Accounting for Taste. In the last week, businesses and the self-employed have received a much-needed lifeline from the government. The news of these schemes have caused accountants to work around the clock to help rescue their clients and their businesses. But the extra hours and the emotional turmoil that goes with this of seeing clients' businesses crumble has caused many accountants to feel burned out and exhausted. So how do you keep on top of your mental health when the world around you is just so uncertain? To help us understand this topic, we're joined today by mental health coach and Accounting Web's resident agony uncle, Nick Elston. Hi, Nick. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Hey, Richard. How are you doing? Still sounds really weird for me here to hear agony uncle. I like it, though. It's cool. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And and we're also joined today by um, Accounting Web's resident... um, John, I wouldn't call you our resident uh, agony uncle, but you're... you're, you're, uh, Always in residence here at Accounting Web, and, and always loved here as well. The, the eminence grease, the the, uh, the the mad uncle up at the keep in the loft and let out every so often. That's a better title. I like that one actually. That's good. So uh, we started at the top there talking about just the the burnout and the just the extra hours which accountants are working. And John is is seen on the site as well. We just before we hit record, we were both looking at a blog by Accounting Web's. Uh, resident contributor Jennifer Adams and she expressed in this blog how she's feeling emotionally exhausted from talking to clients who and she says that they just don't know whether they're going to last a week let alone um, the weeks ahead as as they uh, wait for more information and she went on to say that she's exhausted from holding back the tears talking to these clients so it feels although there is this bigger picture about the coronavirus and also the anxiety that goes with it but the the immediate effect of just trying to deal with clients and helping them through this is just creating such amount of um, turmoil. Well, it is. It's it's you know they've they've not many months since they've come out of the the sort of traditional ritual January workload peak, where that's the struggles of trying to get extract data and prepare returns and and dragoon, you know, hundred two hundred clients for their tax returns. Uh, this time suddenly. You know, that there it's you're you're ending up chasing clients for their data. Suddenly, the phone's going. Clients are hearing about stuff on that on on the press conferences at Downing Street and expecting the answers and the guidance to be there. And HMRC hasn't got that. So so accountants are running just to keep up with the information. But I think the the bigger burden that Jennifer was alluding to was just how do you simultaneously communicate with and support business people who are going through really, really difficult experiences. So Jennifer's post came after a, a weekend of being on the phone and hearing hearing sort of the tales of sorrow and, and you know the sob stories of of her members and, and like you say, there there were ter- tears for people who faced closing the businesses they'd built up and and Jennifer was, you know, was putting saying how difficult it was to put on a brave face, but then kind of being really emotionally shaken by it afterwards. Uh and you pile you pile the sort of intensity of the emotion on top of the workload, and it's a quite a you know a very difficult cocktail to to 
you know, stay on top of. Yeah, it's it's certainly brutal out there. Um, and it's really difficult because there's two perspectives, really, and from what you guys are saying, that um, if you're trying to support somebody who's going through that, knowing that we're all in it together, and even though there is some comfort in knowing we're all in it together, also it's quite it makes things doubly scary as well, um, because you can you can support people, but then you will kind of by default take on that burden yourself. So actually, the other angle of this is trying to support people whilst trying to maintain your own kind of self protection as well, um, because we are kind of all all going through our own unique challenges in relation to this. But self protection really is where it's at in terms of helping other people and people that you're talking to. There's a process that I use kind of with my coaching called cold processes, and it's taking a highly emotional situation such as this one, but then looking at the process and the facts as opposed to the emotion involved. So we're living through a time of high anxiety. It's highly emotional, highly sensitive. So people aren't necessarily seeing things for exactly what they are. If you take away the emotions, all you're left with are the things that you can actually actively sort. But I think there's a case of seeing the wood for the trees on this. So, Nick, is there a sense of uh, putting your oxygen mask on first when it comes to this? Then, is is it make sure that you're feeling good about yourself, and then you're able to help your clients? I think so. I think we all have our own responsibility to that because, let's face it, not all the time somebody isn't going to do this for us. So, it is a case of self protection so that you can help more people. Um, I've had a conversation a lot of times this week with with other people that are, are worrying about actually doing business in this time. When actually, if we stop doing business, actually we just worsen the the, the kind of a, the economy. We worsen the situation. Um, so again, it's very much like to that. Is we we feel massively kind of out of our depth because this is kind of like unprecedented. Um, so everyone's kind of making it up as we go along to the best of our abilities. But there's a lot of there's a lot of people making decisions from a position of fear right now. And I think the best thing to do for ourselves, but also for our clients, is to try and get them as much as we can away from that position of fear and seeing things for, for truly what they are. Nick, if I can jump in, um, there's, pos- there's possibly a sort of situation of dissonance between the accountants uh, who, who are, again, have this high demand, you know, really heavy workload, you know, sending out guidance, preparing claims for clients, uh, mm. doing the pastoral work so so they're being pushed to the extreme you know all hours of the day but but you have on the other end of the line you know people furloughing themselves people looking at suddenly having you know the business might have occupied their lives and it's stopped and they've got nothing but time on their hands and their own mm. their own fears and worries and, and obviously the accountant is at least someone who will listen to them on the phone but you know you're stressed you're overworked and then you've got to be empathetic to someone who's who's stressed in a different way but possibly doesn't understand the limits on your time have you coped with with situations like that before and have any suggestions how how practitioners might navigate that that little trap this is a great process uh, a great thought john thank you for sharing that the you're quite right. Actually, when I do kind of work around financial well-being in terms of um, the relationship between Joe Public and, and the accountant, for example, um, the assumption is from your client is that you are theirs regardless of what you've got going on right now. So actually, that does put a huge burden onto us as accountants in the accountant world. But also, it's not losing sight of the fact that people have a really um, or can have a really anxious relationship with money depending on our conditioning, depending on how we've been brought up. Money can be a huge trigger. 
things like tax can be a huge trigger. Um, so actually that puts them into a different state because not only are they highly sensitive, highly emotional, highly anxious, but also now they're panicking about money because the why is because they're trying to protect their homes, they're trying to protect their businesses. And it's kind of like a transference that all they want to do is to put that onto you. And actually that, that's where the self-protection comes in. We need to, to have that in place to be strong enough ourselves to make sure that we don't end up being a sponge for everything uh, because you've got hundreds of clients potentially to sort out at the same time, but making them understand that in a, in a calm, rational way. It's, don't get me wrong, it's tough, but doable. So Nick, a moment ago, you talked through uh, the, the cold process. Is that the right term? Yes, that's right, yep. And that, that's one step to helping um, deal with clients and um, help them through this as their livelihood crumbles before their eyes. But is there any other techniques mm. you use to, um, to, to help um, deal with a, with a client who is, who is going through something like this? Well, I kind of, I've worked out from, from kind of letters I received and, and articles I've, I've responded to on, on the accounting web that uh, a lot of people uh, maybe are at crossroads most of the time anyway. So um, we, not only do we need to look to see where we are, but actually some of these things happen along the way that give you a good chance to kind of take that step back and see the bigger picture. Why are we doing this? Um, what, did, there's a reason I got into accountancy, the same as what I want to achieve now. And actually, I think the one thing that this space could give you, it doesn't change the situation, it doesn't change the clients or anything else. And, and to a certain extent, we cannot change that. What we can do is make sure that we use this time effectively to, to develop, to learn, um, as, as John and I were talking about before, is to make sure you're up on regulation, but also to reframe the situation as potentially uh, an opportunity, a, a kind of a crossroads to maybe go a different direction or a different way of working. I mean, a great example is that, um, I'll be quite honest, that my business in terms of public speaking, private speaking uh, events and stuff, wipes out overnight due to this, literally wipes out overnight. To, uh, because So now I'm in evolution mode. How do I now do this in the new world? <laughs> so kind of doing the online stuff, making making sure that I'm still active and raising profile. So it's, I think it's a case of not stopping, but just taking a step back to review. Uh, Nick, you mentioned they're not stopping, and, and that's something which many accountants have faced over the last couple of weeks as they've tried to get their head around the government guidance, which has, which has come out, and clients calling them on their uh, their bat phone to uh, to try and um, to uh, provide some sort of clarity for their future. And we're seeing mm. now that many accountants are just working round the clock in order to just help their clients through this mess that they find themselves in. And, yeah. and of course, then that's leading to this burnout culture, which, as as many as many accountants feel uh, during self assessment season, um, this need just to continuously work in order to help their clients. So, how do you stop yourself from burning out when you, you your clients need you just to keep going? So uh, again, great question. Uh, so, as kind of regular readers and my staff uh, will uh, kind of tune into that I speak from lived experience of my own mental health conditions, including burnout, including breakdown. Um, and the, the two reasons why I got to that point myself, and I'd see it so clearly in other people now, is there's two reasons. Firstly, um, if you're trying to mask a situation, so if we're trying to pretend that everything is okay, if, if we're trying to pretend that everything's great when it's not, we kind of, we, we take that step back from being truthful. And I use something called disarming truth. I tell people, clients, exactly what's going on. 
being very, very honest, so that actually people know who they're dealing with and what terms. Um, but, but taking that mask off is scary because that sometimes means we have to face up to, to situations. Sometimes mean we have to show our vulnerabilities. And again, we've con like generationally and culturally been brought up to not do that. We've kind of been brought up with the stiff upper lip mentality, with the man up mentality. Um, so that's the first thing. And the second thing is that um, even though, uh, like I said, if it's something that you want to persevere with, if it's something you definitely want to do, then don't stop, definitely. But you do need to schedule recovery. We'll quite happily fill up our diaries with our work stuff and our family stuff. But actually, where do we feature on our own lives? And most of the time, in fact, every single client I work with is not scheduled recovery. Doing stuff that relaxes them, recharges them, what stuff they love. Just they don't do that. They prioritize themselves last. And that's the reason why you can only run for so long before you stop. And if that battery is gradually, continually going down, you will reach that point of burnout. And, and burnout is not an angry pursuit necessarily and breakdown for sure. But actually it can be just a case of like a machine shutting down. So a lot of people can experience this without even knowing that they've reached that point. And that's quite scary to know as well, isn't it? Yeah, thank you. If I can jump in, I mean, you, you touch on something. I was going to make some hideous uh, generalizations about the accountant personality, but but for practitioners and probably the accountants in business as well, there, there is an element of being used to feast and famine. You know, they 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 do put in 70, 80 more hours a, a day, you know, a week during January. Uh, and then other times, say in the summer, you know, the compliance, the, it, things will go quiet on compliance and cycle and clients will be on holidays. There's not a lot of business advisory opportunities there. So, you know, accountants, the sort of furlough, the quiet period, you know, when they concentrate on CPD, they can cope with that as well. But mm. the possible specter we didn't talk about clients, but they're, they're devoting all this time now to emergency support and, and you know, they'll, they'll take as much, you know, they'll take as much as they can. I mean, I, I think, I think your advice about protecting yourself and allowing the uh, scheduling some, some me time is a good one. Um, but they're, they're giving of themselves right now and being the best support they can. And, 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 and ex on the expectation, the more clients they can get through this, the stronger the bond will be. But there is an undertow. A lot of them are also wondering how many of those clients will survive. You know, will what will happen to their fee base too? So the the personal, you know, at the moment they're busy. It looks like it's manageable, sustainable. But the question mark is lurking just beyond the horizon. You know, the fear about whether there will, how much of a business there'll be left for them, and what shape it will be is is. I, I think it's it's probably not being articulated now, but I think I can sense that it's there. Any. Any further yeah, points to help them navigate yeah, so that? That's, that's, that's a fantastic point. And actually, you can broaden this to accountants become kind of carers to their clients um, because they will not only share their financial stuff, but they'll, they'll share everything to do with their worlds. Um, and there's a huge kind of problem with the caring community in general, whether that be accountants or mental health first aiders or carers themselves, nurses, that who looks after the people that looks after people for the reason that you said that you're so busy helping everybody else that actually then you've got the worries and the anxieties and the pressures of what about my business and my fee base and everything else. I think everybody right now is in a, in a, they're either in survival mode. How are we going to get through this? How am I going to pay the mortgage? How am I going to do this? Or we're in evolution mode where we're trying to work out very quickly how to, to do a new way of working. Um, and as I said, we're kind of winging this as we go along to the best of our abilities. So I think it's a case of if you're going to, 
if you can guarantee survival in terms of both financially and in terms of credibility and stuff, then then you can start going into evolution mode, right? What does the next step look like? And I think actually in terms of reframing, that's where you shift the the, the mentality from one that fear into something that's actually quite exciting to start to think about doing things a lot differently. And I know from the accounting clients I have, actually they're using this time as an opportunity to review exactly what they're doing. A lot of the clients that cause them the most problems are actually not the ones that bring them in the feed. They're, they're, they're the... Uh, or maybe even reviewing, uh, reviewing that kind of fee process as well. So it's a good chance to take stock. Um, but again, on the back of your busiest time, that's the problem. Is the fact that it's come as a double whammy, hasn't it? Absolutely. And John, as Nick said, it's the busiest time. I, I, I've seen someone on the Any Answers forum compared current this time currently to self-assessment season. But self-assessment season, you had February to look forward to at the, at the this, the, the moment at the, this moment, there is no February around the corner. People are, I'm sure, ready to go. Has there ever been sort of a time like this before? Um, I'm not sure. I think I think we we've had a couple of periods where there was. Uh, we just we have things I call the the compliance shocks, where the new processes, whether you think back to real time information for payroll. Or our uh, rem remember the the hoary old days of making tax digital, Richard. You know the, the oh, yes. intensity of the preparations that were going on there. Um, I long you know, for the had, days of MTD now. Yeah, yeah, bring back <laughs> MTD, even though it's, even though it's being put out to pasture. Um, <laughs> but that was so. That was kind of April. It kicked in. You had to get the clients. To, you know whether it was a Jul July, August, or September. You had to sort of start getting. Or so it was August was the first ones were due. So you had to get the clients into their record keeping. You, you had that to do. Then you had tax season, and of course we had um, had Brexit. So I have seen precedents, but it's all it's almost like just people keep throwing hurdles onto the you know, people are do, running on the, around the usual track, and and. You know, sometimes it's HMRC and the government, and it's, it's sometimes it's the European Union. Now it's the virus. It's like people seem to be chucking bigger and hairier and more dangerous obstacles onto the track. Uh, so, you know, the the old unprecedented word. This isn't isn't something that we've we've had we've had test runs a few years ago, but that was just little little two foot hurdles compared to what what we've been facing faced in the past eight ten months. Yeah, I was chatting to a partner of, uh, who works in the accounting space as well, and she was saying, "Remember the heady days of the Brexit vote." It just seems a bit of a, a kind of a blip compared to what we've, what's kind of experiencing now. Um, but it is interesting. What you, you touched on something really interesting there, John, is the fact that um, the, I think the problem is a lot of a lot of kind of accountants, um, for sure, and people of the same mindset always start with the end in mind. They always like to, to plan and to know as much as we can. And I think that that's the problem is we no one knows the end date. No one knows how this is going to play out, whether it's going to be three months or two years. Um, and if the world's greatest minds don't know this, um, we can't even try and take a stab of it, really. And and I think that's the problem is no one knows. Um, so we're basically we're going into Groundhog Day mode where we're getting up in is a rinse and repeat. We get up, do the best we can, go to sleep, do it um, again, do it again. You remind me of another sort of the, the people on that track, warning track, sort of going around the annual compliance cycle. And, and they do exactly like you say, is focus on the deadlines, focus on the goals ahead. Mm. Quite often there is a habit that, that we can see it in the traffic patterns and the questions on any answers that 
you know, up until the 31st of January, everyone's got their eyes on the, the self-assessment deadline. Uh, then there's the tax year end, you know, so maybe getting in place advice around allowances there. Then uh, we're now, you know, going around the next track. The the, the formal deadline might might have been the P11D deadline, but I think that's a, a I guess there's going to be a lot fewer expenses and benefits claimed or the, the, the previous tax years. They have to prepare that. Um, so so accountancy, they do have the goal in mind but sometimes to the extent they'll just focus on that goal and and kind of when they land on the other side of the the um the hurdle it's like everything's new there they've got to spot the next goal you know so it's it's living from (laughs) deadline to deadline now that if you suddenly take away the deadlines and you 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 just sort of you you land in a pool of uncertainty and you can't see where the end is that's going to be psychologically challenging for for accountants to cope with any 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 um experiences that would in, would would help steer them through that that challenge i, I think only to uh, there's something that i use quite a lot is to never assume is uh, we we run the risk a lot of the time about assuming an outcome to something or we we because naturally i think statistically it's 82 percent we would go negative on 82 percent of any given occasion in the uk for anything so we we're trained to look for for danger trained to think the worst case scenario when actually that may not be the case. I think there's definitely that element of trying not to second guess what's going to happen um, because it's the same with kind of getting overwhelmed by the news and things. I'll watch the, the PM's update every evening, but actually everything else is just speculation. And I think it's just keeping the eyes on the prize of, of factually what's going on. But the other thing to say about this is with the um, with where you're going in terms of forward thinking is that because we don't know this, but your clients will assume you to know this. I mean, there was a, an accountant client of mine who actually phoned up saying, as soon as Boris initially said about lockdown, somebody was on the phone saying, right, what's the score then? As if they had a direct route to the, kind of the prime minister's office. And I think that's the problem. We have the expectation is on you to know these things when it's not, it's not even responsibly possible. So I think it's a case of also managing expectations from a client's perspective as well. What, what you can help with and also what you can help with and not being afraid to say what you can help them too. Nick, you mentioned an important point there about uncertainty and of course uncertainty really heightens anxiety. And I've, I've seen a few posts on any answers. One really comes to mind where one of our readers was questioning whether it's okay to um, handle clients' papers. Uh, there's, as you mentioned about the, the 24-hour news out there, that it builds up that anxiety that you think the virus is just around the corner and perhaps if you open up your door, it might be there. So is there any other ways that you might, you can deal with that? Is it just keep an open mind? How would you, um, how would you suggest we deal with this? So back in my kind of recovery period, the, the advice that I was given uh, was to, or, or kind of the question I was asked really by my, my kind of medical professionals were saying, what does anxiety mean to you? So if you take it back to his root core, it's regret from the past or fear of the future, but very rarely was it in the day. So actually how we're living right now in terms of every day we're doing, I said, the Groundhog Day thing, doing our best, going to sleep, doing our best. That actually think is a really good work in practice. It's because actually we won't get overwhelmed about the thought of what's coming tomorrow, but also we won't get tied up in in, in what's gone before. Um, we know what's happening. We don't know when it's going to end. So actually all we can do and all we have responsibility for and control over is what we proactively do today. And I think that's the problem. If we stop, if we just stop to engage with that, then we have a chance of of potentially losing enough ground that we will never catch up. Absolutely. Thanks, Nick. And, and John, 
there's up until now there there seemed to be a lot of uncertainty regarding the guidance from the government, but we seem to have a little bit more out now. Do you think that has clarified some of that uncertainty, or do you think there's still plenty of uncertainty for accountants to grapple with and, and um Well, you 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 know as well as I do, Richard, that that the, the government guidance is often uh, raises as many questions as it settles. You know, there's always a new question, a new twist, um, and and that's that's kind of a source of anxiety for for a lot of our members too. Is that that you, nobody knows? You know, the 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 HMRC um, civil servants are. Are, are kind of not quite making it up as they go along. They have contingency plans. They're seeking, they're cons consulting with professions and, and fending off lobbyists and things and, and trying to answer the questions. Uh, so they're struggling and, and, and the, the information is coming out incrementally, you know, so you don't get a definitive, there, there is no definitive answer to a lot of these. Just like in many cases, the cash isn't a right, you know, there's a difference between the prime minister or the chancellor announcing a great big cash giveaway or 330 billion pound loan guarantees and them actually getting into the business's hands. So we're, we're looking at April, May, June. So, so uh, almost Richard, you know, it, it's a source of, of if, if not anxiety, at least friction of, of not getting the answers when you, you know, you've got people screaming at you, but, Nobody knows, you know, there's a lot of, I think that's one of the frequent replies on any answers is, well, you know, the answer to this yeah. question until we get the guidance is nobody knows everything. <laughs> Great points, John. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm afraid we're coming up to the end of today's podcast. Um, Nick, before we, uh, before we sign off today, you got any final thoughts for our listeners? I think now more than ever, uh, I, I mean, day to day this is good advice but now more than ever we need to focus on our own recovery uh, so what i mean by recovery is making sure that we are doing the the kind of daily self-care practices that keeps us strong um uh, and not just kind of the social distancing but also distancing yourself from from tech dis distancing yourself from your clients for periods of the day so that gives you time to recharge uh, and then when you do recharge you're good to go again the day after and i think it's just a case of of living in daytight compartments right now Thanks very much, Nick. And John, you're always a positive presence on Accounting Web. So have you got any positive thoughts for our listeners? I, I think it's to bear in mind some of Nick's early advice too about the cold processes is, is just, just, you know, there's, there's the old wise of, you know, have the wisdom to know what you can't change and don't worry about it and focus on what you can and, and, sort of look at it dispassionately and, and there's a situation of cash flow situation affecting these many clients. So I think some accountants in our uh, weekly Q&A uh, webinar were talking about sort of compartmentalizing the client groups, but it's also maybe compartmentalizing your your types of activity and what you do with certain clients at certain times and, and, and what you do with your own life. So blocking out those times and, and being having as even if you are furloughed, maybe having a structure to what you concentrate on mm -hmm. at different times. Thank you yeah. very much, John. Uh, Nick, where can we find more information about you? So you can find me on www.nickelston.com. Everything's on there. Thanks very much, Nick. Uh, thanks very much, John, for joining us as well. And I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today on No Account for Taste. 
Um, you can find all the information on all the news happening in the world of accountancy on accountweb.co.uk. We have a dedicated coronavirus tag as well up on, on the navigation bar on the website as well. So click there and you can keep up to date with all the latest news. Uh, until next time, I'm Richard Hattersley and I'll leave the final thought as remember, this too shall pass. This podcast is brought to you by Counting Up. Counting Up is the business current account that does the books. Your sole trader clients get banking and accounting software in one app. You get real-time, accurate cloud accounting data that will save you time. To find out more, visit countingup.com.